Dynasty Think Tank. I'm Chad Parsons. He's Jordan McNamara. We share our research, experience, and acumen to build dynasty winners and unlock ceiling outcomes. Now is the time to seek elite results. Big thoughts for the week, and we are going to be discussing the NFL playoffs. Playoffs where everything is declared, and now everything outside of Peacock is a national game. So TBD on how many games you will get on your antenna, uh, antenna rabbit ear uh, wires there. But we, we're going to start out mentioning a few players on the hot seat. Could be in a good way, could be in a bad way in terms of this added attention and how does this season finish. And when we spitballed, the one name we came up with, consensus, and we'll leave here is uh, to uh, to Tagovailoa, where Miami uh, is almost uh, the Eagles of the AFC in the fact that they're not coming into the, the playoffs as rip-roaring as they were a couple months ago. Um, Tua Tagovailoa hasn't had Jalen Waddell. Uh, Tyreek Hill has not been enough. Uh, teams have been focusing on him. This is a real critical offseason for Tua where he's slipping in dynasty consciousness a little bit. And strangely, he didn't get hurt this year, which was probably one of the things we thought would torpedo his value. It's actually just been more data points of seeing him play and seeing him not tilt offenses where we realize this is system. And really, the system has also uh, failed him at times to where he's drifting out of the mid-teens. Yeah, it's kind of wild when you look at the quarterbacks that have played 17 games this season. Again, a couple of them sat in week 16 and week 18. So uh, Lamar Jackson would count. Patrick Mahomes would count. Uh, Brock Purdy would count. So that would put the number at 12. But of the guys that played 17 games, Tua is one of nine of them. Okay. One of Who nine of that? them. The other, the other guys are Josh Allen, Derek Carr, Goff, Sam Howell, Hurts, Jordan Love, Baker Mayfield, interestingly, Dak Prescott, right? So when you look at that, and again, then you add in Lamar Jackson uh, and Patrick Mahomes and Brock Purdy into that, right? That would make the 12 guys that have played every game. Um, I look at that and I say, okay, well, on one hand, that's awesome, right? Because that's coming in a season. That was the big concern. The other, the other thing, he led the league in passing yards. Tua Tagovailoa is the passing yardage champion from 2023. Okay. So you look at that and you're like, okay, where, where, where do we sit in terms of, in terms of that? Like that would be like, if I told you that coming into the season, you would have been extremely bullish about where you are. And we sit here, um, you know, he started extremely well. Uh, I think he ended poorly. Um, you know, it's always, it's always bad to end poorly on a, or perform poorly in prime time, right? It's always, you know, it's on Sunday night football with bad performances, right? Those things hurt you and, and hurt your, uh, your, your, what is it? Your legacy or your perception, right? Those things have an outsized impact. Um, so I think it'll be interesting to see, you know, what happens now, right? He's going to go to Kansas city and honestly, it might not even be fair. It looks like the like the world's gonna freeze over in Kansas City this weekend. Um, they're gonna play at night, right? Maybe it isn't is that a, great a game for, that is that great sees. for a Miami team. <laughs> maybe it's not. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's a good thing it's on Peacock. No one's gonna see it. Um, I don't know. I think a lot of people are gonna get Peacock this weekend. Would be my guess. Um, it's a write-off expense, Chad. That's what I'm saying. Um, but yeah, so I I think he's really interesting from the perspective of like if you just step back and what you expected coming into the season, if I told you he was going to lead the league in passing and play every game, you'd probably say he's a top ten dynasty quarterback. 
And I don't think people think that way, which is a really interesting situation. One other thing I saw, um, someone posted, I think it was Charles Robinson posted on Twitter. He said, who is Mike McDaniel's Matthew Stafford? Which is an interesting, right? Because, you know, he had, you know, uh, uh, McVay had golf, uh, performed pretty well. And then ultimately, so this isn't going to be the guy that takes me to the promised land. Um, the one name that I would propose would be Kirk Cousins, right? Does Kirk Cousins come into that offense and change it? Right. That would be the thing that I would say, but, but otherwise, yeah, I think it's interesting to see, like if it's a flame out um, and, and week one of the playoffs, um, I, it's going to be really interesting. The the narrative coming around to it heading into the off season. Yeah. And how many weeks ago were they basically a, a mortal lock to win that division, you know, and the fact that it got away from them, they got all the way to needing a win or needing a bill's loss or like needing things in week 18 didn't get it. Uh, he's actually eight for, for as good as this season was, let's not forget for three years in a row, he had more turnover worthy plays than big time throws. Mm -hmm. And that's alarming. That's way below. Like you want to at least be 1.1, 1.2 ratio uh, to kind of be NFL Mendoza line. He's way above that this year, but it's all first half of the season uh, based the last four or five weeks. He's even again. So we're basically talking about it like one 10 week section of a four year career that he's been good. And then the other parts, not so much. And if he goes out there and lays an egg, and again, what are the data points we recently have? He's played good teams, and they've largely struggled. I mean, the last good game you could say that he's had was what? Washington in week 13, a team that has the number two pick. So it's they have faced NF, uh, the three straight teams in the playoffs, and, and, and he has not played well. The team has not played well. So... Why would we expect better results coming? Like they look like dead team walking and they have to surprise. So I just, I mean, from their perspective, hopefully they have Mostert back and hopefully, you know, they can, they can run the ball a little more and they choose to run the ball. And this is a gettable game, but the chiefs got one of the best matchups on the board. You know, when you look at how, what's the momentum on these teams and you get warm weather team walking into freezing, <laughs> playing on a sheet of ice. So yeah, Atua is definitely Definitely one of the biggest hot button uh, hot button names going into the into the playoffs here, and I'll mention. By I the way, get... PFF's top graded passer. <laughs> so this <laughs> is the, the conversation we're having. He was very, but again, he was right. very for the season. Again, he had right. such a, for the he season. Had such a built up lead early. That's Correct. the biggest part of this. When you look at aggregate, like you just said, lead the league in passing. Right. It's right. like if you just woke up around Thanksgiving and started watching the NFL, you'd be like, "What? No, what happened? <laughs> right. What happened? Right." <laughs> Um, I'm going to mention Jalen Hurts. This is another team really limping in. I don't understand. I think we we both talked about a startup draft and the uncomfortable, like when you look at quarterbacks in round one or quarterbacks early, the one I have the biggest question mark or concern about if someone asks me, hey, I'm at 103, 104, 105, and these quarterbacks are off the board. And I'd have a hard time saying pull the trigger on Jalen Hurts. I don't like how rushing centric he is. Um, I don't like how he's getting beat up. There's a non-zero chance that this, you know, him fueling his way to what 12, 15 plus touchdowns could go away. Uh, you know, and and you know, what if the tush push doesn't exist? Even if it does, he's getting beat up. How is he gonna age like a quarterback when he's being used like a running back? Like it's just I don't like this, Sam. I am. And the Eagles optically, again, have not been playing well. Their own team, their own fandom hates them. You know, because they started out so well and now they've been torpedoing downward. And if they get a little just 
uh, quiet, meek exit because, and, and honestly, it's not their fault, but I don't know how he's like quarterback one, two, three in dynasty. I have big, big problems with that just because you got to be more of a passer. And it, I don't know. He, he's reaching a point in his career. We got to see the changeover or you really should be considering him Cam Newton like. And I don't like if someone compares to Cam Newton. I just don't. I don't. I think that's a positive for a certain point of time, but eventually you want to get away from that. We've seen him banged up basically the whole second half of the season, right? And that's that's became the problem with Cam Newton. I mean, if we're... And it's not stopping, right? I mean, right. it's not going to stop in a must-win game. Every game's a must-win. Right. The other thing too, we've talked about this, and you know, the the NFL. I don't know if they've got a tush push problem, but it seems like it's something that they may address. He scores what, a dozen plus touchdowns a year uh, rushing, and a that goes to six. What happens next? A year? substantial chunk of that is is tush push stuff, right? And so, okay, well, maybe he maybe he gets it as a passer, right? Maybe, but maybe he doesn't. Right? Maybe it, maybe that becomes a little bit more running back game. What I mean, I still think the opportunity is there for him. I think it's going to change. Uh, I think if there's one rule change, we've said this before, if there's one rule change that could impact one player uh, disproportionately, it would be Jalen Hurts. Right? I would just be curious to see how that how that unfolds. Um, and I do think the injury stuff with the way they use him, like, I, I don't know, I watch the Bills and I watch you know, Josh, you know, I'm a Bills fan. I watch Josh Allen do these kamikaze uh quarterback sneaks and like there's a price like the check comes due at some point right and i just i i worry about that with hertz right i worry about that with guys like josh allen um yeah i think josh allen has the more of the he's more of the passer than jalen hertz is right he can win that way it gives me a less concern there with him but if you kind of take some of that away and we haven't you know we saw jalen hertz be banged up down the stretch and it didn't look that great um this is also a team that with philly like there could be changes in the offense, right? Justina Anderson made a um, a tweet that said, you know, expect changes in the NFC East that you might not expect, right? We saw Wink Martindale. I think that was expected in with the Giants. I kind of wonder what that tweet means and if it's not something to do with Philadelphia. Yeah. Um, do you think Brock Purdy is on this list? If he is a driving reason, he has like the down game that we saw earlier in the year. Whether or not they're his fault, but three, four picks and the game completely gets away from them, a gettable game, number one seed, they don't get to the Super Bowl. Do you think that will affect Dynasty at all? Let's say there's a whole there faction out there. There's a whole faction out there that's waiting for the I told you so he's not very good. They're just what's waiting. It, what's the what's their out? Right. Like it, it let's assume that that happens for a second. Um sure. I think that I think San Francisco's out would be Kirk Cousins, right? Right. I don't think he may not be available. He might not be, but he, as we sit here right now, recording this on on January 9th, he's expected to be a free agent, right? Um, And there's been lots of rumors and mumblings that he's going to go back to Minnesota. I think for a lot of reasons that makes sense. Um, That does not, um, Mm -hmm. that is not influenced by a Brock Birdie implosion. Right. Again, I'm not rooting for that. Right. That's not what I, I I hope or expect to happen. But if it does, right, that could change that could change the market. Again, I, I think that Purdy was probably banged up a little bit, started a little bit down the stretch because of that, right? A couple of weeks off. I think, you know, I think they're gonna come out and probably look pretty good. I think they're the best team in the league. So um, but it would be interesting if he fell, you know, does that open him up to I think he has a very acute 
very specific risk to lose his job, and that is, you know, uh, them signing Kirk Cousins. Anybody else uh, that came to mind in terms of there's high leverage, high variance to how they could finish the season here? I had one. Um, Green Bay is plus 4,000 in the NFC. And um, you look at ways that, that guys can, can do that, right? You basically say, all right, I got to get a quarterback that can get hot for three games. Um, and he's already hot yeah he's in fuego um he's in fuego i I don't know right if you came into the season and you said you know on labor day right and you were like all right jordan on january 9th you're gonna say that hey there's a chance that jordan love could go crazy uh in the playoffs and you know this could be a team that could really surprise some people um that I wouldn't, you know, I was pretty bullish in terms of like optimistic about what I thought, you know, I I didn't think love's floor was like catastrophic. Like a lot of people thought, Um, I don't know if I put him in like, yeah, his ceiling was a top 10 dynasty guy. Uh, But if he did some stuff here down the stretch, right. If, if he goes to Dallas and wins, right. If he plays a good, um, that would put, I guess that would put them at what, um, going to San Francisco in the, in the, um, divisional round, right. If that looked good, right. If somehow he were to win one or two of these games and play pretty well doing that, um, it, again, in front of a national audience, um, I think that that could be really interesting about where that, where that leaves him, um, dynasty wise. Right. And I actually was looking at this. We had a conversation off air about Trevor Lawrence and I just looked it up and Jordan loves it. ahead of Trevor Lawrence. Um, you know, I had someone reaching out to say, Hey, thinking about Brian buying Bryce Young, you know, low. Would you trade, you know, uh love for Bryce Young plus? I said Jordan Love in one way, shape, or form is the is my ticket to a top six quarterback, right? It's either gotta be him or it's gotta be him plus to get to that top six guy, right? And I think that you know, it, does he approach that? Right. Again, and there's there's real guys, right? He's sitting at 12 at Fantasy Calc right now with a couple of really good performances. The guys that are in front of him, Kyler Murray, Justin Fields, Dak Prescott, Anthony Richardson. Right. I mean, it's not hard. It's, to, it's not hard to conjure up a circumstance where we are sitting here in a month and Jordan Love is drafted at quarterback eight in a startup draft. That is not a hard thing to and that is not a hard um fact pattern to conjure up uh and, and i don't think it's impossible right it's not the most likely outcome but i think he's definitely one that you know with you know with a good uh, 21 days could really change i think the way people think about them and that that by the way that offense real young uh real good <laughs> they got some dudes that can play and again that and is they're healthy. christian watson that and they're healthy watson. watson's probably playing in the first playoff game They've been doing. They've been drafting so well between yeah. round two and six at wide receiver. They're getting from everybody. Uh, they got two tight ends with Luke Musgrave back. Uh, Aaron Jones is healthy. And what's hilarious? I mean, he basically didn't play. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about previous to this year. He he had about 80 pass attempts. This year, two to one big time throw ratio, which again, it's a high, high bar to get to in the NFL. And this was his first real extended starting opportunity, two to one. So I, I mean, what can you say? And finishing better than he, than he started, you know, so showing progression, a number of elite games. And like you said, uh, the, the weapons are there. So if he can steal one and like, I mean, just 
even if it's just against Dallas. I mean, shootout potential. He goes toe-to-toe on the road and wins that one, scoring 30-plus, you know, looking the part. He's got a lot. He's an equal opportunity passer. Like right now, yeah. he does not have one guy that he funnels the ball to. Jaden Reed's been making a bunch of plays. So I, it is absolutely within reason. And like you said, like the people that are skeptics and have them, you know, four or five, six spots below the market right now, you're going to you're gonna have to. You have to. I mean, if not now, in another game or two, you will have to recalibrate and start doing the math. I mean, he is doing this essentially as a rookie with an asterisk, you know, mm-hmm. uh, essentially. So if you put him in that prism and look where Stroud is and look where Jordan Love is, look at the difference. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a pretty big gap if you're using that sort of optic on looking at can guy play, how much has he played? Right. Those two, those two crossing lines of the graph. And and by the way, that top four, right, with with the ability to add to it, even if they wanted to, I mean, Wicks, Reed, Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, right? I mean, that's a pretty interesting, compelling young wide receiver core, right? To go to age with him. And again, I think they have the ability to add to it as well. It's supposed right? to be a growing season. It wasn't supposed to be a year you make the playoffs and you can make some noise. It literally was supposed to be have Jordan Love play the whole year, show some flashes. Hopefully we get some clarity on a wide receiver or two we can trust going forward on that rookie contract and actually have some some plus EV. And then we'll go from there. We'll build around it, playoffs in 2024. They've accelerated that, and they look like one of the better passing games in the NFL here down the last month, which is you know, one to two clicks above what you could have possibly been expecting from the optimistic lens. Yes. All right, uh, quarterback feature here in Did I Get Enough? We got Justin Herbert up in Dynasty Trading. By the way, did you have a last one that wasn't Jordan Love? I know that was my one. Okay, I didn't know if you were going to bring up Jared Goff, but that's a topic for another conversation. Okay, different conversation. (laughs) All right, Uh, telling you the four interception game with two fumbles in the pocket, losing to Matthew Uh, Stafford on in week one. That's true. Feel good if you're if you're Jared Goff. Did I get enough for Justin Herbert? This was Geno Smith, Tony Pollard, and a 26 first. Uh, someone quote tweeted me the other day discussing the fact that, um, uh, or, or, or responded to me with something to the effect of, you know, you'd run over your kids, right? Who, who do these people think they're dealing with? You, you've said you'd run over your, your kids for, uh, you know, for a trade. Um, this is the type of trade we're talking about, right? Like, like, this is an unbelievable deal. And we're, in a, and we're in a safe Gito space here. <laughs> right. 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 So I just, um, you know, your apparent willingness to run over your daughter if the right trade came to you, that would raise the ire of the fantasy community, not looking for uh, transparency. Um, this is the type of trade that I would absolutely, on their cutest day, best dressed, well-behaving, sorry, kids, steamrolling that, got to get to the computer to smash this trade. Right. Well, number one, well, two things. This is why you save your first round picks because you have to throw in a first to a deal like this. Otherwise, you got to come up to a consensus on what player you would include in that. Yeah. The other part is this is why you hunt. This is why you hunt with blood in the water as a shark on these distressed profiles. Justin Herbert just had a bad year. I'm interested. Patrick Mahomes just had a bad year. I'm interested. Uh, you know, and this is comparatively speaking, they didn't actually have bad years. And but this is why you sit there and you hunt and you say, Well, I offered this, you know, or something like this in November. Deal didn't get done. Eh, tr- season's over, off season started. Let me offer it again. You could offer it again, you know, maybe you have 108. You sit there and you offer something like this in the rookie draft. Like this is where you hunt, you poke, you prod, you play the game of operation. 
with guys that have distressed profiles. And you know what? If the Chargers start fixing stuff in the offseason, maybe this this doesn't get done. You know, but you know, they make a splash. You like who they 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 brought in as their coach. Uh, maybe they make an addition or two, and all of a sudden Herbert's rehabbing some of that value. Right now, it's all conjecture. So job well done time in this thing. Because Tony, you don't have here's the thing, you can get two years from now and you got a bag of beans. Yeah. You got a bag of beans for Justin Herbert. That's the downside. Like you talk about crippling elite a team. You have I gave up Herbert for what? Rubbing it all over your face within what, the next one, 12 months. What, what what's that? 109 and and 2026, right? Like you get yeah, to 2026. You're, you're pinned on QB4 of the 2026 class, right. right? Yeah, yeah. Or you're or guess what? Gino in 2 years isn't the starter and you trade that first for someone like Gino because right. like I need a quarterback. Right job well done all right another quarterback deal we've got will levis for baker mayfield and a 24 third it's fascinating because i like mm-hmm. i think baker mayfield like if we said career starts i'm taking mayfield over levis i think at this point um you know levis is getting a change in coaching staff we don't know how that's going to impact him um i'm taking mayfield here um i just i like the profile right i think this is a it's been a bounce back for him he probably signs a longer term deal there with with Tampa. Um, I don't think that this is like I, I just look at this is basically you just play profiles, right? You take the guy that has proven something, even if you have you know ceiling concerns, um, versus the guy that hasn't proven anything, right? I think that's the that's the key there. I would take Mayfield in this. Um, I, I do kind of wonder what you're trying to get at with a with this trade in terms of are you looking to solve um if you're solving for quarterback three. Um, is Levis actually the huge swing that you want to take, right? Is he the, is he the ticket to a top 10 quarterback in a way that Mayfield's not, that would be kind of the counter argument that I would have to this, but I think you take Mayfield plus you're getting the pick plus Mayfield, right? I'm taking Mayfield. Yeah. I think this is close enough that if you wanted to upside sharpshoot, like your exit in the future is not going to be substantial with Mayfield. The functionality and the floor, I think, for longer term, uh, like you said, what if you're mixing that in with another, you have another youngster on your roster already that you're kind of pinning your hopes on and maybe Mayfield bridges that. Um, I just, I'm not a Levis fan, which makes it more difficult. So I'm open to the idea that he could be the right play, but I don't think he played well enough to be safe, you know, and you got a new staff coming in and to say that he emerges to even like he may have a really short leash this year slash they might just bring someone else in. So that's a lot of downsides when Mayfield already has a lot of positive vibes that he's going to be a week one starter. And it could be in the same situation that he was currently in and having one of, if not the best season he's ever had. So I think, I think from that standpoint, you get the pick, like you said, I mean, it's not substantial. I'd love it better if it was a second, mm-hmm. you know what? Sometimes you can trade two thirds for a second and kind of get there in the, in the aggregate after. All right. We got one last deal here. This is Tajay Spears. He's going to be a much talked about player over the next couple months. I'm sure with Derrick Henry, all but saying goodbye to Tennessee. Uh, once that season ended for them, but we got Tajay Spears for Damian Pierce, a 24 second and 24 third. It's interesting how how far Tajay Spears has come from being basically a, a guy that couldn't walk around rookie draft time. Remember how remember how down the market was on him? Two bad um, knees, and, yeah. and Damian Pierce. Where was he? Ah, uh, Devin Singletary. Uh, who cares? Exactly. Um, I basically view Pierce as like a almost a roster balancing throw in on this deal, which is wild considering where he was a year ago. Um, you're basically paying the same price you paid for Spears now. 
right? I mean, that's that's what this you know Spears cost some some sort of like late you know mid uh, early second, maybe even a late first in situations, and you're paying a second now and a third now. Uh, I think the proof of concept is pretty good uh, in terms of what he can do. Uh, I think this is a good trade for Spears. Yeah, I think even if you have some some caution that he's not going to be the clear cut. Hey, I'm putting 90% odds. He's going to be the week one starter. I still think it gives you a lot of flexibility that a second, third and Pierce do not uh, from now until whenever. So if you're using this to leapfrog, like one of my favorite things is trading running back for wide receiver in the off season and Spears, you're going to have a lot of outs in that capacity, uh, either to move up and upgrade in profiles or just to get a guy uh, that slots into your top three or four guys at wide receiver. So Spears has high upside potential, but you know, let's keep in mind, do they view him like a starter? How they're going to bring somebody in. It's not just going to be Hassan Haskins or somebody, you know, in that number two role, let's say this year. So the, the second is okay. The third's fine, but, uh, and, and Pierce, he fell so far. I mean, he was falling behind, uh, Darin Gubawale. I mean, you've got to be concerned and, you know, options of, it's not just, he was the number two, he was the number three sometimes. And that's a, an alarming fall. So, I think with Spears, you could flip them probably in a couple months. You know, the moment Derrick Henry is not coming back, the report comes back, I think you get more than this at a minimum. And again, if you want to hold them, that's fine too. But I do think a running back that hasn't really done it and he's probably going to be worth a first outright at some point, you probably should at least explore in the space what you, you can get at that point. All right. Uh, we got a lot of nice uh, premium stuff coming out here for Dynasty Think Tank here on Patreon, patreon.com slash Dynasty Think Tank. We're recording a series uh, that we're going to put into the courtroom looking at the prosecution and defense for the NFL teams. And so we're going to go through, uh, we're starting with non-playoff teams. We're going to have a few coming out this week and every week um, as we go forward here. It's our chance to kind of discuss the pros and cons of where these teams are going. So you want to be a part of that. Uh, you want to sign up and be a patron. Because, again, this is going to give you a ramp up dynasty-wise at what kind of where we sit, where we think the values are, and how to be concerned uh, with some of these teams. So we drafted uh, we drafted our positions there, and you're going to hear our pitches and hear us, uh, again, give our pros and cons for all of these teams as we come through. It'll be a way for uh, us to also look back and, and where we've been and where we're going with these teams that aren't going to be a part of our, our, our viewing here in the NFL playoffs, at least to start in January here. So, yeah, and be on the uh, lookout on, on this feed as well. We'll put out a preview clip of one of those shows uh, later this week. Absolutely. So thanks, as always, for listening to Dynasty Think Tank. Uh, you want to rate and review us as well. That really helps us in terms of getting our listeners up, um, as well as just giving us uh, credence there on your podcasting uh, platform of choice. You can follow us on Twitter at Chad Parsons NFL at McNamara Dynasty. We have our Dynasty content channels you can follow independent of this, analyticsofdynasty.com and utshdynasty.com. As always, unlock your ceiling and seek elite results.